and we're live. Cool. What's up, guys? Sean Bowen, Full Circle Investment Group, wholesalingoutofthebox.com. Uh, we're here today with Miss Ashley Little. Um, she's going to speak to you a little bit about how she got in this industry, how her and I met each other, and then how she's been a massive part of Wholesaling Out of the Box and Full Circle Investment Group. So what's up, Ashley? Tell us a little about you. My name is Ashley, and I grew up in Hampton Roads, born and raised. And then I went to a small town in Western Virginia, not West Virginia, Western Virginia <laughs> for college, went abroad and got my master's degree and then came back and met Sean via someone that I had worked with before who said that she had someone who was looking for an assistant and thought I would be a good fit. And yeah, so that's sort of how I met Sean and sort of how I fell into real estate. Nice. So that'll lead us into like what got you started in this real estate, basically from where you were to where you got into how, how it got into real estate. It goes a little bit back. Like I said, I worked with Andrea. She's our bookkeeper now. I worked with her at the local community college in the business office the summer before I went to college. And that sort of transitioned me to working at the business office as an undergrad and working. I did two jobs. <laughs> I worked at the business office at the school and as the office manager of a small restaurant. And so she knew that I had that kind of business experience going into that, even though my degree is in, my undergrad degree is in history and art history, and my master's is in history. So the question I get a lot is, how does that even relate to real estate? And my answer is, have you ever had to write a 75-page research paper and defend it? Because <laughs> <laughs> my special skill is organization, and I had to do that for my master's degree on top of all of the many, many other papers I wrote for undergrad. That's sort of what I brought to the table. I had a little bit of that business experience, but what I really came in to help with was organization and starting to get stuff in line so that we could grow the business. I know it's kind of weird because I do have that history background, but it's, it's helped a lot. It helps me pick out what needs to be done and be able to, to prioritize that so that we can keep business moving. Because there are some days where I may have a plan that I'm going to be working on one specific thing, but this closing has come in and that needs to be priority number one. And I have everything for that closing organized. So I can switch over pretty quickly to kind of grab all that information, push it to the attorney or do whatever needs to be done. Nice. Nice. So organization, taking the company from a idea and a little bit of organization to very defined organization and very well oiled machine. Very true, guys. Very true. <laughs> All right. Um, tell us what your role is in wholesaling out of the box. My role in wholesaling out of the box is, I like to say, I wear a lot of different hats. I'm sort of the man behind the curtain. It, it's whatever it needs to be that day. <laughs> there are some days where I need to be a cheerleader for the people that are in the group. Other days where I need to be the person behind the scenes making sure that all of the systems work. So they're like, hey, this button isn't working. It's not going to the seller leads app. Okay, let me go see what's going wrong and go fix that. So it really does depend on that day and sometimes even that hour. But I, like I said, I'm the person sort of in the background making sure everything is running as smoothly as possible. Nice, nice. And guys, she's not always in the background. She's at all the meetings. She is very, very in the foreground. But yes, yeah, she does a lot in the background and makes it work. Um, what is the best piece of advice uh, you've ever been given when, I guess you could translate it into this real estate world? 
my best piece of advice is that your first try doesn't have to be perfect. And so that's something that we've been talking a lot about recently because I'm the kind of person that is like, no, I, it is perfection. It will be done right. It will be done the first time and it will be done in a timely manner. And that's not always possible. Like I said earlier, there are, gonna, there are times when I have to pull away from what I'm working on to make sure something gets closed. And that means that that may not meet the deadline that I set for myself or that I set within the company and realizing that that's okay. Or maybe I have to turn, like, turn it in, in quotes, because it's not really a, you know, turn it in kind of system. But maybe I have to present what I have unfinished and say, okay, this is what I got done. And maybe, and, and crowdsource it a little bit. What are your ideas from here? So just reminding myself that first try, it can be, it doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes it's better to just get it done and get it out there and then go back and rework it. Awesome. So getting it done, not worrying about being perfect and just making it happen. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a good one, guys. That's really good advice. <laughs> Either get it done now or you'll never get it done because you're too worried about being perfect. That's a really, really good example. Like, <laughs> just make action. Um, what is the best business book you've ever read? You guys haven't heard this interview with Cam yet. We just did it too. But he said that he doesn't read as many business books, but he reads a lot of mindset books. And I'm kind of in the same vein where I le- read probably about half and half. So like the best business book I've read has probably been Traction because like I said, I'm back of the house. So I do a lot of making sure paperwork gets signed and is put in the right file. And I think Traction is really good at trying to make sure that you understand how your business works. Because when I first started working with Sean, he understood how his business worked, but he didn't really have defined systems in place. And so that's something that over the past couple of years, we've really been trying to amp up is to have those systems in place and to make sure you understand what your business is, how it works, so that you can eventually give it to someone else or give that position to someone else and you can start working on your business. Nice. Um, That would be SOPs and delegation? Yeah. I'm not great at delegation, but I'm trying. I'm getting better. (laughs) We're getting better at it. I like it. One of the great, the good mindset books that I've read is called Girl, Wash Your Face. Oh. It's basically about all of these things that you tell yourself, like, I'm not good enough. It it has to be perfect. Things like that that I've already talked about. And trying to teach yourself to not think like that. And I know I definitely get stuck in that rabbit hole um, and just thinking, okay, well, I'm not good enough to do this or whatever the case may be. So I really need to get out of that mindset. And I think that book, and then there's a sequel that I don't remember what it's called. Those have all been really helpful. Good. Okay. So girl, wash your face. And who was the author of that? Rachel Hollis. Okay. And then traction. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. And do you remember who the author is of that? No, I was just looking at it though. Okay. Um, Gina Wickman. Gino Wickman. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about what your, what was your biggest setback since you've been in this world and industry? What's been the biggest setback for you? I was thinking about this because I haven't done any personal investing really. So my answer I think is a little bit different because we've had these times where we said we were going to close a deal and it just wasn't closing for whatever reason. And I'm losing sleep at night over that. But there was also nothing I could do in some of those instances. I don't have the connections 
for dispositions or things like that like you do. That's not part of my job in some respects. Not that I'm opposed with doing things that aren't part of my job, but it just, there wasn't anything I could do to help. So I think my biggest setback is weirdly enough, buying my own house. (laughs) I know Sean can say that there was probably two, maybe three months where I just, I was doing what needed to be done, but normally I'm the kind of person that's like, ooh, but what if we do this too? And there were just those months where I was so focused. My mind was so taken up with, okay, I have to get bank statements. I have to get pay stubs. I have to get this, this, this to buy my own house through traditional financing, financing that it just sort of made my business creativity go away. And that kind of sucked to see, especially when I got back into it after we bought the house, it was fine. And then it was like, oh, this is what I used to be like. <laughs> it hasn't always been this awful. <laughs> so you would say your setback was probably just the downfall of the time not being able to commit to what you normally do creativity-wise in the, in the business side of things while you were personally buying your home. Yeah. And I think that's going to happen to everyone is there, there are always going to be personal issues that pop up and you're going to need to take a step back. And it kind of sucks because you want to keep your business going especially because we were kind of starting to gain traction. And this was all right around the time that COVID was happening. So we closed and then two weeks later, the country shut down, yep. which put all of our real estate business kind of at a standstill there as well. There was about six weeks that we didn't close anything because we were waiting on judgment payoffs from the courts, from Capital One, from whoever. Yeah. And because they were on skeleton crews and things, we just weren't getting them. So it was all right around that same time. And I mean, you have to forgive yourself a little bit. Like it's admirable for those people that are out there continuing to do their business. And we were fortunate enough to be able to do that. But, you know, suddenly if you're used to working, not working from home and you're working from home, your kids are home, your parents are home, your whoever is home with you. It's like, oh, my business, I have to take a step back because it's not going to work right now. Yeah. Okay. So definitely a different type of setback, but very real right? Realizing that what you're good at is not working at the moment because there's really only so much brain space you can cram information into and, and then still be creative. So that's a good one. I like that. Um, all right. What was your biggest success so far since you've started real estate with us? I think some of my business, biz, biggest successes, sorry, words are hard, has been wholesaling out of the box. I came in and I started working with Sean in January of 2018, and I think he had started WOB in November of 2017, somewhere around there. Yep. And so I came in, and I actually didn't get involved with WOB until about April, and that was the first time I met Sean in person after working for him for four months. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started coming in, and I was like, you know what? This is a lot like what I just came off of with my master's program. It's I can set up courses. I can do this and that. And that's sort of what we've turned into. And just to see where it's so different from what Sean was saying when they met at Panera, you know, to discuss real estate the first couple of times to where it's grown now. We have in-person meetings. We've got this podcast. We've got videos. And I think a lot of that has been what I've been doing in the background to allow Sean to be able to help grow the business on the front side. And so that's been my biggest success. That's awesome. It has been a really, really fast moving, organized machine that's been <clears throat> put together in the background by you. And it's been awesome. Um, it, it's, it's just, 
I can't even speak to it because it's something that it's a vision I have had for a long time since I started the group and you've been able to bring it to fruition and it's just a really cool thing. So thank you so much for being that person and having that organization and their skill sets to be able to make that happen. Cause it's been awesome. All right. So what is your favorite part of this business? Tell what like, and there's a lot of pieces to this business. So maybe talk to that for a second. Yeah, well, I actually wanted to throw this back at you a little bit. What do you think my favorite part of the business is? Because I'm curious how it comes across. I think your favorite part is the systems and processes that have been built in the background, um, that you are able to make things flow and just make things work. That because you've built them in this, almost to the point where you're giving reminders every now and then, you're like, oh, man, I forgot we built that. And then you're like, oh, we can use that. Am I on point? Yeah, yeah. I really like building things and using that creativity to kind of, uh, you know, it, it's going back to my history degree, which I know is weird, but writing that paper from start to finish, having this idea, doing the research, implementing it, and then tweaking it and putting it out to the world, whether the world is you and giving you another button to press in our system or, um, <laughs> you know, putting it out for people to see on YouTube or in a podcast form. So just that building side of it is definitely my favorite part. Awesome. Guys, it's a lot back there moving too. And when she says she's like the man behind the curtain, it's definitely like a Wizard of Oz moment because it's a lot. There's a lot of things back there that make us work as a company. And Ashley's built a lot of things. So hopefully anybody watching this later on that's interested in joining us, you'll you'll be able to benefit from those. And it's been a it's been quite a process of building. So definitely, definitely something to look forward to there if you do join us. All right, so what, what are you looking forward to with the WOB in the next few months to come for what we're trying to build, what, you're, what you would like it to look like, slash what we've talked about, talk to these guys and tell them what you see happening to WOB in the next few months. Yeah, well, the podcast is definitely a big one we've been talking about for a little while. We're trying to play with Instagram a little bit more. I have a word of the day gift that I've been putting out on Facebook since October, and now we're about to expand into Instagram for that. And just getting in front of more people, because I, I think especially the last couple of months with COVID, it's been hard to meet new people that are interested in real estate, meet new people in general, but, <laughs> you know, just to meet these people, because one of the best parts too is seeing people come in get super excited about real estate and then there's that period where it sort of sucks a little bit you're working a lot you're not seeing the payoff and then seeing your first deal close like that's amazing to see people get super excited about that and sometimes i'm a little bit jaded because i also for our business am the closing coordinator so i'm the one that has to deal with the sellers being like glassware was stolen while the lockbox was on your house at 140 dollars <laughs> And that happened fairly recently. Yeah, it did. So, sometimes I get a little bit jaded by that because I'm kind of like, ugh, this, this sucks. But then when you're like, okay, the deal finally closed and people get that check and it's like, man, this works. This is real. So I'm really excited to be able to keep growing the group and start seeing that in person again. Start oh. getting to see, you know, people's excitement. It's, it's infectious. It really is. All right. So the one question I like to ask everybody into this is what would you tell somebody that maybe is coming in to do the same type of position for somebody else, like coming into a company, not quite organized. What is it that you could recommend to them to ask, look for, and, or be part of when 
they're going to maybe be in your capacity. What can you recommend that you would go back to the, the, the younger Ashley of a few years ago and say, do this, or don't worry about that. Like, what could you tell that person that's doing that right now? Maybe moving to that spot. Well, I think one of the best things to say is to find the right person. I sort of fell into working with Sean, but I think it's been great on all sides. <laughs> it's worked out for both of us. And it, a lot of that is because I'll come to Sean and be like, Hey, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, sounds good. Come back to me when you're done or come back to me when you're half done, whatever the case may be. Finding the right person so that you can have that creativity to do things like that. But also back to my, the best advice I was ever given where just, just get started. I mean, sometimes I look back and I, at some of the stuff I did when I first started and I'm like, this makes no sense. Why would I have written it this way? Why would I have organized it this way? There, it, it's a jumble, but it's because I didn't know everything I know now. And so I have to go back and say, okay, well, now I have to fix it a little bit, but that got things out of the, out of the way for me to be able to do something else. And that worked for them, but now maybe we have to, I have to go back and fix it a little bit, but it's fine. Okay. So finding the person to work with that allows creativity to flow mm -hmm. and just getting started, just get it out there, get it done. You know, it's going to get broken. So what? Go back and be ready to fix it. Those are, those are the recommendations that you would tell somebody, right? Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Anything else that you want to share with the group or anybody that's listening on this podcast, anything specific that you maybe we didn't have questions for? I, I guess one of the things I'm really passionate about is, you know, respect the backside of the house because we've had a couple people we've worked with semi-recently that didn't really respect that. And right. it's kind of like, you know, the only reason half of this stuff, well, at this point in our business, the only reason most of this stuff gets closed is because I'm like, once contracts are signed, it all goes to me. Yep. And at this point, I, I looked up the numbers. I've, in the two and a half years I've worked with you, I've helped closing coordinate 44 deals. So it, at this point, even if you're a big, name in the business or you think you are I've dealt with 44 closings I, I have my own knowledge set I know what's going on I can help <laughs> yeah and so just there are always those people that are in the back side of the house that are doing that kind of thing and just make sure to you know respect that and to help them awesome good stuff guys this is a awesome interview with a completely different side of the operation right for those that are listening on the podcast or those that are watching the video this is talking to a piece of this business that is massive right so it's the organization it's the systems and processes that stay in play and then it's the the people Ashley is a massive piece like she said the back of the house where people don't sometimes respect that or don't even think about all the moving pieces that go on in order to make this a, a, a smooth operating machine, right? Every person, has, we all say like, everybody has their lane and you try to stay in it and don't come over my lane because that's what I do. And it's usually the best way it works, right? So for those that are watching this and listening to this, really when you're bringing on somebody for your company and working with those people, let them be them, let them grow, let them do what you brought them up to do, which was help your company, right? So thank you so much, Ashley, for taking the time to be here and take some time away from operating the company and building the company to, you know, speak to the, whoever's listened to this because it's very, very impactful. And um, I will 
always give my kudos to Ashley and, and say thank you so much for everything you've done for me, my company, the guys that work with us, right? So my life is made a lot easier because of everything that Ashley does and it just makes business a lot easier, right? So thank you so much uh, for everybody that's listening. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be here. We look forward to working with you. As always, if you're interested in checking us out, check us out over at wholesalingoutofthebox.com and uh, reach out to us uh, at Virginia Wholesale Real Estate on Facebook. Otherwise, we'll talk to you guys soon. Later. Hey everyone, it's Ashley with Wholesaling Out of the Box. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We've got a lot more content coming for you on your podcatcher of choice, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. So we'd really, really appreciate it if you would be willing to write a review if you have the time today for us down on whatever, wherever you're listening to this, because reviews help us so much to get in front of more people. And it lets us see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you're interested in, things like that. So give us any kind of feedback. Sean and I are always saying we like all feedback, all uh, constructive criticisms so that we can get better, so that we can give you the content that you're looking for. So if you could leave us a review, that would be magical. And that's, that's it. Thanks for listening.